Hallelujah. Tonight we are blessed and privileged to have with us a man that I've known since I joined the church in August 1990. That's 29 years ago. A man that has looked after me very well in particular. You know, when I was chasing my wife, there was a guy who also wanted the same thing. But you see, I was favored. So one day, Bishop Saki had been speaking to him and he would not listen to just allow me to leave whatever he was following. And he would not listen. So one day, Bishop Saki spoke to him and sacked him from the church. <laughs> so Bishop Saki is a very special person to me. Because he made the race a one-horse race. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is how special he is to me as my pastor. And he married me also, you see. So he didn't only remove all my competitors, but he made sure that the race also finished. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that has been quite some years now anointed of God, a great pastor, a servant of God, and a wonderful special assistant to our father, the bishop. Internationally speaking at different places, a pastor of a church that is very beautiful and that is growing. I encourage you to go on Facebook to look at the Kadesh and you see it for yourself. The church is beautiful. The members are beautiful. Hallelujah. And this is the man that we have to minister to us on the subject of loyalty. He's ministering to us what he has lived and still living. Hallelujah. Rising to our feet. Let us give honor to whom honor is due as we welcome to the pulpit my very own pastor, your pastor, Bishop E. A. D. Sake. I said hallelujah sit on top of your enemies wow we are blessed to be here <laughs> Bishop Key <laughs> what a shock <laughs> he knows things I tell you <laughs> hey amen well, it's a blessing. Where is Vio? <laughs> okay, no problem. All right. <laughs> Looking. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Bishop K, for 
in that very interesting introduction. <laughs> oh dear. But it's a blessing to live with people for a long time. Amen. It's a blessing to know people for a long time and to have good relationship. Don't destroy your relationships. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't destroy your relationships. They are valuable than things. What people in your life are more important than things. You know, I know that I told you, I told you yesterday how, uh, is it here? I told you when I traveled and then my children asked me to buy, is it here? Buy them, yeah, buy them a computer game. So um, that was in, um, so I was in London for a couple of weeks and they asked me, they were very young at that time. They had to buy them computer games. So I went and um, after my rant, I bought the game for them. But then just when I was supposed to come out, I had to add a week or two to the uh, trip. So I called them home and I said, guys, I am not coming when I'm supposed, I'm not coming tomorrow anymore. I'm coming in two weeks time or so. And then um, the last boy, Jeremy said, daddy, uh, have you bought our game, computer game? I said, yes, I bought the game. And he said, because when I said I was coming, they were very sad. Oh, daddy, oh, why are you not going? I said, oh. And when he, I said, I bought the game. Then Jamie said, please, daddy, can you find somebody coming? <laughs> and then you can send the game through the person. Then you can stay forever. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock. People are not people, I tell you. I was very, very, very sad. I realized that my children had missed me, not, but they have, not really, they have missed what I'm giving them, not me. And I feel that so I sometimes we treat God. We really miss what God is giving us, not God himself. Yeah, if God can give you that car, he can stay in heaven forever. <laughs> Jesus need not to come now at all. He can be there, he also be here. He just supplies you the thing that you need. And life will be okay. But as you grow, you discover that things are not valuable. People are valuable. Amen. So cherish your relationships. Cherish the friends you have. Cherish the people you have. The people that God has brought into your life. Love them and cherish them. Amen. And value them. That is the worth. Your worth is, you know the worth of a person, not by the things he possesses. By the people around him. That shows you how the worth of the person. Amen. So, okay, thank you so much. And I want to thank, um, I'm, I've been very excited being here. Amen. I was chatting with Bishop this afternoon. He was traveling from one city to another city, almost 500 kilometers of driving um, in Uganda, going to preach the crusade. I think they're just about getting there um, for the crusade. A little delayed, but as we were chatting back and forth and I was telling you that, look, this is an amazing way that has gone on here in, in this city. Amen. Tell him that his sons that he has sent here have done very, very good jobs. Amen. I really thank God for Bishop Larry for great, 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 great work. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work that he has done. Hallelujah. 
you bless God for it, it, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Sometimes I tell uh, people that, look, the fact that person knew that you were preaching and they came, you must thank them for coming. Because sometimes when you are starting ministry, even your own preacher, you can't understand it. Still, people come and listen to you preach. You preach and say, I'll preach again next week, and they come next week, although they know who is preaching. You must thank them for coming. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. So, so I really want to thank God for the great, great sacrifices and love and efforts that have gone in to build this beautiful ministry here. Amen. Amen. I want to thank Reverend Daniel all the way who has gone to Uganda. Good, 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 good. Nice. Handsome looking man. <laughs> yeah. D, okay. <laughs> it's a blessing. Didi, darling Daniel. <laughs> what a shock. Well, I should go, I should go to town. I should stay here. Okay. <laughs> wow. He's a very, very good pastor. Amen. Really good pastor. I mean, I tell you, what do you read? Um, I believe first, first um, Samuel 23. Bible talks about David's mighty men. David had mighty men. You know, and there are a lot of the names listed. So many of them, we don't have time. That's not emphasis now because we don't have so much time this evening. But we see David's so many names that you don't even know are listed. So you see, when you see a great man, and David is the greatest of all the kings of Israel, but he had mighty men who made him great. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you see, when you see, at first when you hear Bishop Daggett Mills, you hear about Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie, but as time has gone on, there are great men and women that God has raised out of Bishop's loins who are helping to do a great work. Can I have an amen? And we bless God, we appreciate all these great people because what they are doing, we, I mean, there's no way the vision that God has given Bishop will come to pass without this help. If you're a pastor here, may God send help into your life. I said, may God send help into your life. Supernatural help into your life. Amen. Help is important. But I said, woe to him that works alone. Even God, even God. You see, when it came to God's best creation, when God was creating the word, said, let there be, let there be light. Let this happen. Let this, God was just speaking. But God's best creation is human being. And when it came, God now had to bring assistant pastor and says, let us create man. He needed other helpers to create man, God's best. So nobody can do the work alone. Amen. The only place we hear God, God say, let us, is when it came to creation of human being. But the animals and the fishes, God just spoke into being. If you are going to, be, you are going to accomplish great things, you need help in your life. May God send helpers into your life. Somebody shout amen. amen. So I want to appreciate all the, so many other pastors and uh, um, minister shepherds and shepherds and dedicated people whom we cannot be calling their names and all that and so on. And um, if you also, if you have, you have been invited and you came, is there anybody who is invited? You are not from the lighthouse, but you are invited. Can I see by, just by a wave? Just a wave. Okay. Okay, there's a number of us. Beautiful. God bless you so much. We are excited.
to have you with us and we appreciate your time here. I believe that these teachings are good for all of us. God will send, God will give you good people to help you. Amen. Good people. Some pastors have had wicked people around. Wicked. I tell you, I'm telling look, I, I, as I was telling you, Bishop, you know, he said, he said that, look, hey, this lawyer here, it can kill a pastor. You can die when you have wicked people around you. You can die. I'm telling you. But if God gives you good people, you will live. I see you living in the name of Jesus. Say, I will live and not die. Hallelujah. So we really want to thank God for, for um, how far God has brought us and for the um, lady pastor Adela. Thank you for being a good, good pastor. Yes. Amen. Okay. Um, ignorant. Give me the, the, the loyalty series. All right. No, no, no. I'm telling you. I'm so happy that she was here and her husband wasn't here. It's nicer, far nicer. Just that, don't recall this part. Yeah, I'm lying. Father, blind Reverend Daniels, so you will not see this part of the message. Although I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing and a privilege. Amen. So, I would like to quickly share with you, um, we are still on the subject. Um, we're not going to be too long, but I would like to also pray with you. Amen. Can I have um, those who are dangerous sons? You should give me this, this one. This is, the largest is includes, now I hope you, uh, you're getting the Macarius. If you don't have the Macarius after here, I'm telling you, it's going to become one of the major requirements, demands for marriages. If you still want to get married, you ask, where's your Macarius? If you don't have Macarius, will not bless your wedding, I tell you. Those who pretend, very powerful. Those who leave you, those who leave you, hey, staying is better than leaving. Someone says staying is better than leaving. The problem that the prodigal son I told you made was not that he left. It was not that he asked father for his for part of the property. The mistake was that he left. Because when he asked his father, give the portion because he had been waiting for the father to die and the father wasn't dying. So, so look, I don't know how long he would die. So give me the portion of my inheritance. And then the father gave it to him. But the problem, the first mistake was that he left. And all these things happened. May God make you stable in Jesus' name. Those who forget. Now, forgetfulness is the next key to suicide. The next step, the step before suicide is forgetfulness. If you forget where you come from, there are some people you must never forget in your life. Amen. Never forget the person who led you to Christ. Yeah. Who led you to Christ? Never forget him. The person in the Christ is called Castro. Mm. He led me to Christ. It's a long story. Never forget people who taught you the elementary things of Christ. 
Don't forget people who taught you, who launched you into ministry. Somebody who encouraged you to do the work of God. That people are very, never forget the fact, the one who laid hands on you to do, for you to do Holy Baptism and to make you who you are. Those who forget. That is why God always told them, every time the Israelites took a major step, God would say that, look, do something as a memorial. Cross this, when you cross the river Jordan, say, pick up the stones and put the stones there. So that one day, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? You tell them how God led you. Because we have the tendency of forgetting. Our minds are programmed to remember negative things rather than positive things. True or correct? Yeah. Hmm. It's amazing. Anyway, those who forget. And then, um, one of you is a devil. May it never be you in Jesus' name. May you never be a devil in anybody's life. Hallelujah. But these are direct words of Jesus. One of you is a devil. Hmm. What a shock. Those who are ignorant, it's here. And then, um, those who are dangerous sons, I'm going to preach for me very briefly. All right. And those who are proud, those who are proud, pride, serious. You should get all the read all these books, amen. Those who accuse you. And then the one for pastor's wives. The beauty, the beasts, and the pastor. The beauty, the beasts, and the pastor. Hey! It's serious. It's a book. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. If I start here, there'll be a problem. I can't end. I, I, don't know, I don't know how to end. But it's a very, very amazing book. Now, this book is a, it's a special um, clause that if you are not a serious Christian, you are not a pastoral material, don't read the book. If you read this book, you will, you will, you will say things that you shouldn't say. We don't understand some of the things that have been said. So Bishop puts, puts a, a, an injunction, said, look, please stop reading if you are not serious about ministry. You will not understand some things. Amen. Amen. All of them are in the Macarius. Please read them. And I believe God is going to bless us. Say amen. amen. Are you excited? I said, are you excited? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right. So, I want to quickly share with you on seven signs of a son or a daughter. Amen. Seven signs of a son or a daughter. And then we will um, get to that Three very important areas that I will I will I would want you to come along with. God, you see, it's important to be a son or a daughter. Amen. Say amen. amen. It's important to have a to have a father, and very very important to 
have um, somebody who is overseeing your life. And don't let your, your life be destroyed. Give me those who are ignorant also. All right. If you will do that, you will see God's great blessing in your life. Amen. Amen. If you learn to have a father, a father is not somebody who just supplies, gives you things and all that. But a father is somebody who can correct you. Amen. Who can shout at you. And then you will not be angry. But you know that this is my father. And whatever he says must be a good thing. Amen. Right. Yeah, so... Um, I need to, hmm, so many of them. I'm wondering where to start from now. Where should I start from? I'll take my time. Okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to do it there. First of all, five rules of loyalty. Five rules of loyalty from those who are ignorant. Five rules of loyalty. Somebody say five rules. I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. You see, one of the things I have seen throughout my travels, teachings, visiting churches, pastors often wish that they have known the revelation of loyalty early. But also, it's also good that some people didn't know it early because they may have despised it. Yeah. Perhaps if you knew it early, you would despise the whole teaching. But after some experience, you treasure the message of loyalty and disloyalty. You value loyal people, not just gifted and talented people. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Bible says, Yeah, talking about Christ. And how, oh, why is it, okay, okay, yeah, talking about Christ and how was the brightness of the express image of God, amen? amen. Everything he did showed that he is, what I say I'm going to show, I'm going to, yeah, he is the express image of God. And Christ was very, very loyal to his father. Amen. He knew what sent him. He knew what he has been called to do. And he followed it to the letter. He did not let anything, even at the point, someone wanted to make him a king. And he said, no, 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 no. That's why I came. I came for a special assignment. And my vision and my motive is to fulfill my father's calling. Now, number one, the first principle, I said principle of rules, what did I say? Oh, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? Rules. Okay, good. The first rule that you need to remember, no matter what you do, some people will be disloyal. Hmm. Say, Bishop, take your time. No matter what you do, 
some people will be disloyal. You see, if you see a pastor who is experiencing disloyalty around him, you can even feel that because his leadership style is not good. If I was the pastor, I would handle the matter in a different way. I have a way of dealing with this thing. Because of the that is why people are being disloyal. But Jesus Christ, who is a better leader than Jesus? Who is a better pastor than Jesus? Who is a better teacher, apostle than Jesus? But even in Jesus' ministry, there was disloyalty. So are you saying that you know, know how to be a better leader than Jesus? So I'm saying that no matter how good and how anointed and how patient and how kind and how powerful you are, there will still be loyalty in your midst. That is a rule of life. Yes. Yes. No matter what you do, some people will be disloyal. John 6 and verse 17, verse 70. John chapter 6, verse 70. It says, Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spake of Judas, is Cairo, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. So you see, Jesus said, I personally chose you, but one of you is a devil. So I need you to know. You see, that is why, and as we carry, you see why we teach loyalty. But the truth of the matter, no matter how many teachers you think that the way, like us, we are very strong in teaching loyalty, there's never been a disloyal person. We have had a good share of disloyal people. A good share. Yes. Of disloyal people. One day in one of our branches outside, six pastors resigned at the same time. In branches, I mean, I went there, I went to visit this church, one of our, um, one of our cities in Switzerland, where we had several churches. And these people, when I went there, they had written a letter to us, to the head of the church, telling us that, look, if you don't, this ABCD listed out all their issues. And they said that if you don't, we'll resign. I went, one of the pastors I met, I went to the branch and met the pastors. And I told them, I met the pastor and then the shepherds. And the pastor said, all the people want to pay tithe to me personally because I am their old real shepherd. You are shocked, isn't it? Yes. The pastor told me, that they don't know that, they don't know you, I am the real shepherd, I am their pastor. So the people want to pay tithe to me personally. Yes. And then, so I met the shepherds in a little basement down like this Bureau Church basement. Went, met them about 12 of, 12 of them. And they kept on throwing questions at me like a bomb. Pa, 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 pa. So this, so this, asking so many useless questions. As I started and I listened to the questions, I told myself that I, I went to another person with the DC people. There's no way. They're so polluted. That we cannot, we just, just have to leave them. It was a Saturday evening. The Sunday I was preaching in the church. So when I went, I, when I preached, I told them that, listen, 
This church, this pastor sitting here, says that he owns this church. From today, take off the banner in the church. This church, we are working, we are leaving this church for him. That's what he wants. We have the main apartment, main church out the other side of town. Anybody who still wants to belong to Lighthouse, you can come there. But this pastor says he owns the church and we are leaving this church for him. We walked out. It was, it was like a, it was a serious meeting. I'm telling you, now there were about maybe a hundred people sitting in the church. Now, that's in Switzerland, Zurich. Sunday, then I went to the church in the evening. I went to the main church. Some of the people, a few of the people came. The rest of them, no, it's, uh, 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 it's like, yeah, now we have our own pastor. This is our church. We'll change the name. No, no problem. We left the church for them. In the evening, the pastor brought the instruments and said, the instrument belongs to you. The people belong to me. You see, this that we have written, we have seen with our eyes. They are not theories. Yes, I know things and I've seen things. He, they, he brought the keyboard, bass guitar, he brought them and said, these are yours, but the people are mine. They are yours, no problem. So, we just say, okay, no problem, whatever you do. We just, that's what we have polluted before, we have polluted their mind, every one of them. Disconnected them from the real pastor. So, we left. I, I, I came back to Ghana after a while, after a, a week or two. Not long after, we heard that the church, they have thrown them out of their place because they cannot pay their rent. Why? You see, as we were, as one day the pastor was preaching, and the one member got up and said, now, by the way, pastor, what have, you, what have you been doing with our tithes? In the, in the like I'm preaching, get up and say, what have you been doing with our tithes? So why? He said, you told us that you, that you don't know what they are doing with their tithes. You too, what are you doing with our tithes? What you told what you told us about them. You two, what are you doing? Come and account for the charge I've been taking for the month now. That was the end of the church. That was the end of the church. Can you imagine? I was preaching. Somebody on the fourth row gets up and begins to throw questions. The person was shocked. He became a stammerer. Oh, ba, 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 ba. Before he realized, everybody, people moved there. They left. He was left with out of 100. He was left with about 20 people. Today, as I'm speaking, the church does not exist. They moved from their meeting place into a garage. And the garage, they made, they made it for a while. They were scattered. The pastor's wife has left him. His children have all rebelled. And the whole church has collapsed. The church does not exist. It does, it, it does again at all. That doesn't exist. You see, when you are doing things, when you are doing some of these things, people will hail and clap for you. But see the end of Judas. See the end of rebellious people. The end is shame, disappointment, disgrace, and, and a reproach. That's how the guy ended. The church does not exist again. He doesn't even have one member. His own wife has left the church and himself. And taken away the children. Left him alone. Look, you see, nobody cares him. But what he did attracted a curse into his own life. Yeah. Hmm. How many of you are still here? Oh, you are not getting the message. I said, this is not a conventional. If it's a convention, I'll be shouting and screaming. This one, I'm preaching coolly. I'm preaching coolly. 
Hello? How many of you are, how many are hearing what I'm saying? Jesus prayed all night before he chose the 12. You didn't even pray before he chose your wife. Jesus prayed all night before he chose 12 disciples. <laughs> yeah. But still, one of them was a devil. What a shock. Are you there? Once, once again, Psalm 41, verse 9. What Jesus say? What the, 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 this is a scripture concerning Jesus, a prophetic way. Yea, my own friend, familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, had lifted up his heel against me. Look, I can give you one story. I've been around for a while. I've been a pastor for I can one story after the other. People who have become Judases. I say, listen, Bible says, we are seeing right here that whether you like it or not, there will always be a rebel. Somebody will rise up to be disloyal. So don't be surprised when it happens. But may you not be taken away by those people. Come on, shout amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look, I'm telling you, you see, when I'm preaching on someone, I become emotional. Because for me, church is my life. For the, since I got born again several years ago, more than 40 years ago, I would say that for 44 years ago, I've missed Sunday service only four times. Every Sunday I'm in church. Church is my life. So I don't want people to mess up with the church. This is the family I have. What I know is in church. People I know, they are, so don't come and destroy what is my life. For you, you just came, but for me, this is my life. I'm telling you, you don't know what the church means to some people here. If this church has not come the time it came, somebody may be in the whole mental hospital. Somebody crazy, but God blessed us with the church. So when you come, don't come and mess up. It's the body of Christ. Don't come and mess up with the body of Christ. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. It means everything to me. It means everything. You may not respect it, but it means everything to some people. We love it. We love the church. We love our pastors. We love the people that God has given us. We love the, the, what is happening here. We love the fellowship. People are walking lonely. I read the other day, some, some time ago about, about in America, a place where people who feel lonely, they go to be hugged and you pay $50. Should I say it again? It's like, like you're feeling sad. You don't know anybody. You're feeling down. And someday you go, you go and pay $50. And someone whom we don't know from, you don't have number the person from Adam. Okay. Can I hug you? Oh, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. I told them that what? If $50 were a hug, by now, I should have built three-story buildings. Because every Sunday, I'm hugging people free of charge. From that day, I had an usher by my side. When I hug, I said, put your money inside right now. Bless God for the free. Somebody get up and hug five people. Tell them, free of charge, hug them. Free of charge, free of charge. Free of charge. Free of charge. Nobody is charging you. 
I said, nobody is charging you. Nobody is free of charge. Free of charge. Amen. I said, Amen. And you know, Bishop K. Bishop K, I don't know about. Hello? Are you still there? There are some people also, their hearts are pretentious. Especially some ladies. When they are hugging, hey, let us come. When they are hugging and they give me their shoulder like this, as if, as if their breast is gold. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey! As if they are too spiritual, their breast is Let us hug them and be free. Come on. Let's hug them. To the pure, all things are pure. Somebody shout amen. Are you still here? I've gone home. Let's enjoy the church. Bible says that God has given us all things freely to enjoy. My doctor, are you with me? God gave us the church for us to enjoy. To enjoy one another. Don't let anything come and destroy the beauty and the sweetness of the spirit of the church. Shout amen again. Am I preaching to anybody here? Your neighbor, I love you by force, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah! I said, Hallelujah! God sets the lonely in families, lonely in families. Yeah, so now let me continue preaching. Yes, and you know. Whether you like it or not, there will be issues in every fellowship, in every family, in every. I was telling some people today. You see, in every family, in every relationship, every family, every relationship, somebody will step on your toes. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or they'll leave your toes at home and come to church. But if you bring your toes, who will step on it? Amen. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's got a, a love game, love game, love game. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when my wife is walking around in the house and then my, my hand will hit her bum by mistake. I said, Why hit her? So it's by mistake. You are, you are crossing my path. Hey. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sometimes when I see her walking in the bedroom and I say, come on, shake what your mother gave you. Shake it for me. Anyway, it's called love game, love game, love game. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. It's part of the game. <laughs> Hello? Are you still there? I always tell the story when God made when God told um, Noah to do you know or, or Enoch who be the ark. <laughs> God told Noah to build the ark and put God after he told them put every animal, male and female, into the ark. It was a big job. 
Pastor, am I right? Big job. That will every two of every animal, male and female. It's not going to be easy. You have to find frog, female frog and male frog. What a shock. How would you know? So when you follow them, even lizard, it's not easy to catch a lizard. You see Noah climbing a tree. Reverend Father Bishop Noah climbing a tree looking for lizard. When he catches two of them, two females, he has to let one go and look for a male frog, male lizard. Even mosquito. Female and male. What a shock. Pray for pastors. Our work is not easy at all. I said, do what? Pray for pastors. He's supposed to get all of them into the church, into his church. Hmm? He did well. No, he tried. He did his best. He collected all the animals, two of every male, female, birds, every one of them. And they all entered the church. And then Bible said, God shut the ark. God locked it. A time comes when God locks the door. I tell you, nobody can. See, that's why when you hear appeals, give your heart to Christ, don't be too stubborn. Change your life because one day the door will be shut. Nobody can enter again. Hello? Are you still in church? Now, when they entered the ark, they were all inside there. You see, there, there was no outlets because the doors of the ark had been shut. There was no, all the sewage, all the W's, everything is inside. So, when they do number one, number two, inside the ark. Kato shakabataya. Yo, everything is inside the ark. Can you imagine the stench? The lion will, will do number two inside. Mix with the tigers number two. Through the dogs number two. All of it mixed. And the cats number two. All of them will be mixed. And someone is say number two. Yes. <laughs> yes. What a shock. Now, they're all mixed together. So, the stench. I'm sure it was not easy in the church. That Noah was pastoring. Hmm. Telling you. Everything was inside because nobody, the whole thing is shut. Beyond that, even the differences between the animals, the cats and the mouse were all choristers in Noah's church. What a sh- They're all in Noah because they're all in the house together. When they go for rehearsal and the, the cat is standing by the mouse. And they're going, the mouse will be singing. The cat. And then the mouse has to take his mobile phone and call Pastor Noah. Pastor Noah, I don't like the way the cat was looking at me today. And then Noah has to call them. Noah has to call them and sit down. Look, sit down. Let's talk. We're all Christians. That's not how to behave. You're all born again. Have you do you speak in tongues? Uh, hey! I said, pray for pastors. Our job is not easy at all. Mm. Can you imagine the antelope and the lion? They all, they're all ashes in Noah's church. No, it was not a simple work. Not a simple job at all. But it was the church. That's what made the church is made up of people with different attitudes, different backgrounds. But all of us are in the ark together. Shout amen. Tell your neighbor, you look like the you look like the cat, and I look like the mouse. But you can never eat you me in this church. You can never eat me up. 
as long as we have Pastor Noah here, as long as we have Reverend Daniel here, we have Bishop Crucio here, we have, you can never chew us. Say amen. Are you still here? Am I talking to anybody here? No, I'm telling you, it was a, it was a simple church. But you see, the thing is that in spite of the stench in the ark, in spite of the misunderstanding and difference in the, in, the, in the ark, it was still better inside than outside. Because outside they were drowning. Outside they were perishing. Don't let anybody drive you out of your church. I said, don't let anybody drive you out of your church. Outside they are perishing. Outside they were drowning. Don't let any situation make you, I'm living. I'm living. You see, you don't know what is happening out there. Can I preach to anybody? Can I talk to you? You came to church. The way the ushers talk to me, I don't like it. The way the quality talk, I don't like it. So where are you going? It is still better inside than outside. We may not agree on every point, but it's still better here than outside. Clap your hands for the Lord. Look, what is happening outside? You have no idea. Because while they were inside the ark, people were beating the ark and screaming, dying, screaming. You are so angry that you are jumping out. Jump out. You wish that you were back in the ark. Are you still there? No lifeboats. You think you, 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 you are upset with who? With a pastor? You are upset with somebody who didn't teach you well, upset with a chorister and usher? Because of that, you are living. You don't know the, the plans of the devil outside there. Tell your neighbor, you can never drive me out of my place. Tell your neighbor, you can never, you, 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 you can never. Nothing you do will drive me out of my place. Now you will drive me out of my place. I'm here forever. I'm here by the grace of God. I will stay here by the grace of God. I will marry here. I have my children here. When I die, I'll be buried here. Come on, shout amen. Are you still here? We are all here. I said we are all here. And when, when something, when the epileptic spirit enters into you and you want to leave, please leave alone. Don't convince anybody else. So that let me continue preaching. What a word. What a word. How many of you are listening to me this, uh, this evening? Yeah. So all I'm telling you is that whether you like it or not, it will happen. Hmm. Pray that it will not be you. As for Judas, there will always be one. Pray that it will not be you. Pray for yourself now. Say, Lord, may I never be a Judas. I said, pray for yourself. Oh, may I never be a Judas. In the name of Jesus. You will never be a disloyal person. You will never be a Judas. Amen. You will never betray an innocent blood. The second rule of loyalty is that teaching is immunization against disloyalty. Teaching of the teaching on loyalty and disloyalty, it's an immunization. Immunization. 
We know how it is to immunization, Dr. Prufio, you, you know it better, doctors, you know what the importance of immunization. You immunize the person so that when the thing comes, the person has been, they're just able to resist. Yeah. So when we teach on loyalty and disloyalty, we are not saying that there will never be, or wrong good, there will never be disloyal people or Judases, but you can never be poisoned. Your system is strong. You can, nobody can poison you. Say amen. That is why it's important. That's why I beg pastors, let's teach them. Let's teach our people. Let's take them and teach and let them know these are the reasons why we are teaching. So that you are immunized against them. When somebody comes, somebody comes and begins to say things, oh, the pastor is like this, the church is like this, hey, you're being immunized against this thing. It will not happen. Amen? Amen. How many of you are hearing me? I need to go on quickly. Number three. Another rule for uh, uh, that we must know concerning loyalty is that teachings on loyalty must be remembered in the hour of temptation. Mm. Teachings on loyalty must be remembered in the hour of what? Temptation. Hmm. Luke chapter 22. Find it. There's a loyalty conference. Amen. Hmm. Bible says from 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said to him, Lord, that's Peter's response. Lord, I'm ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. Hmm. <laughs> hey! Don't talk too quickly. Take your time. Hmm. And, he, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. When you go to Israel, go to uh, Jerusalem, there's a church. It called, it's called the Church of the Crow. It's also called Peter's Church. They built a big symbol of a, a cockerel on, the, on top of the, of the church. Cockerel, big one. It said that that is where, they believe that is the place where Peter denied Jesus. I said, look, if Peter, Peter will not be happy with you guys. So when you die and go to heaven, he will not allow you. You'll see what he'll be. He'll give you a knock, you know, forget. One mistake he has made, you have built a church to remind everybody that that's why I denied Christ. So people are good at reminding you of your, of your mistakes. <laughs> Can you imagine? They said this is the place where Peter denied Jesus. They built a big church. With a cochlear on top of it. As a memorial. <laughs> Nobody wants able to remember your mistakes all your life. Amen. Amen. But you see, what is important is that, you see, you must remember, as we are teaching you, we are all excited, we are all happy, you have the books, read the books, we teach you regularly. There will come a time when what is taught now, you must remember it. You see, when, they say, when the message is preached, 
and you cannot even, you, you, it's not you. So God for that with me. It's like, it's, it's a, this message, you can't relate to it. Don't, don't dismiss it. Put it aside. One day, you need that message. Today, it's not you. One day, you will need that message. So you see, a day will come when you must remember in the hour of temptation. At, at this stage, as we're sitting here, we're all happy, we're all excited. It's okay to laugh and to shout and all that. But when the hour comes, when the hour comes, when you're faced with that challenge, are you going to be disloyal? After we taught you on the stickiest of disloyalty, after we taught you on independent stage and critical and political and, and, and all those uh, stages, we taught you on all that. The, oh, you've written exams on loyalty and disloyalty. You passed the exam. But it was not written for you to just write an exam for you to pass, but for you to remember in the day of temptation. What is the point? What is the point? In just passing the exam and went on the practical ground. You know, one of our pastors, before he got married, you know, we do a lot of exam. We did an exam on modern marriage. And he topped your single, single brother. He had 98%. When those who were married were having 49 and 45 and 52. He had 98. After he got married, we wrote the exam again. And he had 54. You discover that the theory is different from the practical. Yeah. He got confused. All the answers were confusing. What a shock. Are you, are you, are you hearing me today? Remember, remember. And you know, when, when you see somebody going through situations, don't think that you are better than the person. Yeah. Don't think that you know better. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Some of you even ridicule others. You make fun of others. Be careful. I said, be careful. Are you there? Don't let a certain pride enter into you. Feel like, I know everything. I, yes, you know it. Sometimes knowledge, Bible says that knowledge puffs up. If you know too much, you become even arrogant and full of yourself. As for our church, is different. Our church is not different. It's not different. It's the grace of God that is keeping us. Amen. So in your hour of temptation, remember, like I was saying this afternoon, this, uh, this afternoon, you see, just like marriage, it is nice when you see marriage working, people start marrying, everything beautiful, but you see, when you were actually in the marriage, there will come a time when you start to say that with this thing, I did well, I, did, I, did, I promise you, you through whatever, in prosperity and adversity, adversity will come. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying? I said adversity will come. And when that comes, remember he said that I will be with you in prosperity and in adversity. I will, it will come. Yeah. I, I, people fail. Fail. Because if your strength fails in a time of adversity, then your strength is small indeed. When the, in the day of trouble you fail, then your strength is small. Yeah. Yeah. I'm preaching. Ask your neighbor sitting by you. Are, are you hearing the word of God? Ask him. The man who said is bowed. Please ask him. Is he sleeping or is he hearing the word of God? 
Is he, so, is he soaking in the word? Is he listening to what we are saying? Because that day will come. That time will come. That time will come. Yeah. When you're going to have misunderstandings with you and your, between yourself and your wife, issues and so on. How are you going to handle it? How are you going to handle it? See, I want to have sex. Your wife said no. Because the one no, you are, you are taking your I'm going out to find the prostitutes. But you two wives, don't say no, okay? Yeah. Yeah. What a shock. Hmm. Hmm. Are you here or go home? When the anointing was strong on me, I wanted to lay hands on my wife in the night. You understand? Strong anointing, power strong. I want to lay hands and minister to her. Bishop Eetisaki. My wife said, Go and turn off the lights. Me, Bishop. Me, I send people. You are sending me to go and turn off the lights. Me that I sent everybody, everybody runs. Now you are sending me. No problem. Ask for light. I'm going to, ready for action. Everything was ready. I should go and turn over. I said, No problem. As I was going, she said, If you don't hurry, I'll change my mind. Come and see me. Jump in it. And, and. Hey! What a shock. Are you here or go home? Yeah. Bishop like me. Bishop like me. I'm Bishop E. They're sending me that I'll go and turn off the light up and now. But don't worry, I can handle it. I said I can handle it. You know, as for marriage, it keeps you humble. People say that you don't marry the person you want, you marry the person you need. God gives you the person you need, not the person you want. Keeps you cool. You see, men of great men of God, their wives, you make them cool. <laughs> I tell you. And that's all that you're surprised that, ah, you are, everybody's at your beck and call. But when your landlady, I mean your wife, when she arrives, you're not here, the madame has come. You become cool. Oh, you're too known. You become just cool like that. Hey! Tell you, but take your time, take your time. In the hour of temptation, remember your vows. Can I have an amen? Yeah. When that girl is serving you bread and <laughs> bread and tea or breast and tea, say, Hey, the breast you're holding is it your wife's breast or somebody's breast? Oh, I shouldn't say these things here. Hello? Hello? Are you still in church? All the things you say, they may sound like a joke, but the hour of temptation will come. May you not fail in the hour of temptation. I said, may you not fail in the hour of temptation. You will do well. You will not fail. Say, I will not fail. Say, I will not fail. By the grace of God. Hallelujah.
God is going to help you. I said, God is going to help you. And you will you sail through. You will pull through. You will overcome. You will prevail. Clap your hands for the Lord. Number four. Number four. So, what is number one? No matter what you do, some people will be this lawyer. And also remember that as for Judas, there will always be one. Pray that it will not be you. Amen. And then, what's the second point? Yeah. Teaching loyalty is immunization. Amen. Again, this loyalty. And then number three is what? The hour of temptation. That's why in, uh, where is Bill? The book, you have a copy of my book here? No, you don't. All right. One of the chapters is 10 temptations of the assistant pastor. 10 temptations. How can an assistant pastor or worker in the church, how can you, what are temptations that will come to you? Give me there. One of them is familiarity. Yeah. You see, when you are close to a person, you become familiar. I've, as I walk, I pray God with Bishop. You know, I like teasing people. I can laugh at you until you cry. But I don't like you to laugh at me. I'll be very upset. I don't like at all. If you laugh at me, there'll be a problem. But I really laugh. At, I, I can laugh at Bishop. So much, so much. Sometimes he can't even play golf again. He just wants to go home. Yeah. We talk almost every day. Send texts or whatever and so on. Now, what happens is that when you get close to a person, you can become so familiar that the person loses his value over you. The person, the, the person's influence is minimized because of the familiarity. It's a temptation. It's just a temptation. I've heard Bishop preach more than all of you, maybe all of you combined. I've heard him preach many years since 1982 when he, he had a little fellowship in university. And that is when I, I, I first heard him and I've heard him over and over again. Now, you see, if you hear a person over and over and over again, you can even get so familiar. Some of the stories that he talks about, he writes, is, I know that I've heard the stories up to times. I've heard, this, I've heard the story so. <laughs> who said that? Naughty. Who said naughty? <laughs> okay, your sins are forgiven. I've heard, I've heard the stories over and over so many times. But you see, sometimes the other problem is that if you have heard a story so many times, the story I've told about Isaac, about Noah, you know the story, you heard it over, over. But you see, she has never heard it before. So for her, and she, and she, so many, and he, so many have not heard you. You have heard it before. So when I am preaching, and I want to tell the story about, the, about Noah, then a bad attitude, a, a family attitude, oh, the story again, the story again. So when I look at you, I don't want to tell, tell the story. But that story will be a blessing to her. And be a blessing to somebody else. But you know it. But your familiarity is killing the anointing. Okay. So my problem is that, you see, that's why, 
That's what, actually, that's one of the reasons why we have a number of churches. We have a lot of churches because when we see that you've been around for a long time, we send you to go and start a branch so that we can preach better. If you're in the church, you hinder us from preaching well. So go and start a branch so we can be free. Because you know all the pastor's messages. You know too much. Go and start a branch. Then the rest of you can preach to them and they'll, they'll, they'll be blessed. But sometimes you add your familiar attitude. It kills the spirit of the message. Yeah. Kill the spirit of the message. Yes, I've had pastors. I mean, I, 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 I oversee so many pastors. I have pastors come to me. Say, Bishop, please transfer my wife to another branch. Because when my wife is in my branch, I can't preach well. No, no, no. I'm serious. The, the man will say that when my wife is around, I can't preach well. And honest pastors will tell me that sometimes your wife is a hindrance. Not that sometimes it can, your wife can be a hindrance to you. Yeah. Your wife can be a hindrance to you. One pastor told me that when I'm preaching, my wife is chatting with the people at the back. Chatting with the, and you know, your wife is like a, a, a rangu you cannot suck. Do you understand? Your wife is a destroyed person you cannot suck. Because you see, if I'm not happy with you, David, you have me, I can suck you, but I cannot suck my wife. It, it will be discourteous. It will be, we have signed a contract. So it's not easy to suck her, but you say, come on, leave right now. That's the end of you. But your wife is like a rangu you cannot suck. <laughs> what a shock. So if you are a pastor's wife or close to the pastor, do not abuse that position. I don't know why I didn't say amen. If you are close, don't become so familiar that now you lose out. You can't receive that. I, I watched it. I was watching with Bishop once when we saw this great man of God praying for people. And as he was praying for them, they were falling under the power. They would have fallen under the power. Praying for all great, great man of God. Praying for so many people. And his wife was sitting there. Now when he came to his wife, he called another man of God, please come and pray for my wife because when I pray for her, it won't work. He said it publicly, like a joke. So, as he was praying, he fall, 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 falling. When he got to his wife, he said, you come and pray for my wife. Because when I pray for my wife, it won't work. Yeah. I'm telling you. It happens all the time because the wife is like a challenger. Challenge the man in the house. Challenge the man in the house, the man of God that everybody reveres. And sometimes the wife will get up and say that only I'm the only one who can tell you the truth. It's not true. You are not the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching. The place is getting hot. You are not the Holy Spirit. You cannot dictate to your husband. Let God lead your husband. Be a wife. Amen. I said, amen. amen. Don't let the closeness disturb everybody else. If you have issues, sort them out at home. But don't bring the issues to church. One day, one nice man of God, preaching, ministering, chatting with people, and all that and so on. Then, one lady said that, this man is a real, this man was a real nice man. And the wife said, you don't know him. That's why you're saying this. Can you believe it? 
the wife is telling the church member, you don't know him. That's why I'm saying he's a nice person. Demeaning your husband. Hello? That's why I, I, you see, one of the child, this I talked about, well, I've just used that, you see, the, the, a wife as an assistant. When God says, I'm going to make for the man a helper, it means I'm going to make for the man an assistant. Not an opposition lead, an assistant. That's what God says, I'm going to make somebody, an assistant, who pushes the leader forward. Who pushes him. Because the assistant, the leader is doing well. I'm going to make for the man an assistant. In every match, only one person scores a goal. By the people who aid, assist the goal. Then they say, he, they say, uh, uh, um, um, Messi scored three and assisted the, the, the fourth goal. He assisted, he passed the ball so the goal scorer can score. Not everybody's at the goal scoring position, but you can assist. And when the goal is scored and the match is won, everybody gets a winning bonus. You don't have to be a goal scorer. You can assist, you can help, you can support, and all of us will win together. Clap your hands for the Lord. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Yeah. Temptations. The hour of temptation. You see, I said that I play with Bishop, I joke and all that, but you see, I don't cross some lines. I know this bishop, I'm, te- I'm teasing, I'm laughing, I'm teasing and then all that and so on. There are some lines I don't cross. When it comes to serious matters, I know this is a serious matter. Don't joke with it. Talk about it. Look, we're serious. And I'm, I'm, I, look, I, by the grace of God, I have never gotten familiar with him. Every word he says means a lot to me. It's worse than God speaking to me directly. That's how I take, literally take what he says. When you get instruction, I flow with it. Because I see him as God's voice. That's what God told um, Moses that I'm sending Aaron. He's going to be a voice. You're going to be God to him. You're going to be a God to the man. God will send a human being who will be like God to you. I'm telling you. Who will be like God to you. Yes, it's in the Bible. It's words are strong. And powerful. It's not about age. It's about the grace of God anointing. Are you still there? Yeah. Uh, another, uh, another temptation of assistant is equalization. Hmm. It's a temptation. Temptation of hurts and offenses. And then several of them it's all here. We don't have time to look at that. But I'm saying that in the hour of temptation, you pass the test. Yeah. I say you pa- remember to remember so they can pass the test. Yeah. Remember all these teachings that we used to preach and we're laughing and we're laughing. When you're teaching, it was so funny. And we're like, don't just take the funny thing as the main message. Oh, I'm teaching the thing that you must remember in the hour of temptation. Yeah. When somebody comes to tell you silly things. Tells you that you are as anointed as your senior pastor. Spirit of equalization. Hmm. Hello? Number what? Four. Number four. Your loyalty is first to Jesus Christ. Amen. Your loyalty must first be to Jesus Christ. He's the one that we are all loyal to. 
Acts 27 and 23. Acts 27, 23. Paul wrote and said, for, the, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. You must know that you belong to Jesus Christ. First, primary. You know, that's why I told you the two most important questions. That two first questions that Paul asked Jesus when he met him. Who are thou? Who are thou? And what do you want me to do for you? We belong to Jesus. So he said, I belong to Jesus. Amen. He said, whose I am and whom I serve. Whose I am and whom, the one I belong to and the one I serve. So that your loyalty must be to Christ. Be loyal to him. Not to Bishop Crucio. Not to Bishop Larry. Not to, but your loyalty must face. So that when the pastor is not there, Jesus is there. Can I have an amen? amen? That's important. Because this is many of us are just men pleasers. We don't know Christ for ourselves. We just please the pastor. But we must be loyal to Christ Amen. first. And then we can move on. Number five. A loyal person does not destroy what he builds. A loyal person does not destroy what he builds. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. And verse 18. Beautiful. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Amen. Now, you say, if I build again the things which I destroyed. Now, Paul was talking to the Galatian Christians and he was telling them, you guys, what's going on with you? What's happening? After I come to teach you the way, after I come, somebody's come and preaching other things and destroying what we have built. And then we come and build again. Paul said, if I build again, what I've, that which I've destroyed. Now, a loyal person does not destroy what he has built. If you have helped us to build the church, do not destroy the church with the words of your mouth. You should have said, Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One day, a, a lady wanted to leave her church. She's a pastor, she's a member of Yongicho's church, Korea. Now, by the grace of God, I've been, I've been to Korea 10 times. I happen to go anytime Bishop is going to go. You'll be there in the name of Jesus. Now, I, as this lady wanted to leave the church, she came, her pastor, this church pastor, talked to her. Don't leave. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Nobody could touch you, wouldn't listen. Then went to the area pastor. Don't, don't leave, don't leave. It went as far out to Yongicho himself. Called her and said, listen, I hear you want to leave. Why? You've been in the church for 25 years or more. Why are you leaving? He said, I'm angry. Talk, talking. Okay, so they said, wait, wait, wait. Then he called her sec- his secretary. He said, go and type out all of this lady's Records, tight records, since she joined the church. So they, she went and brought out a long thing of all the tithes that she, because they recorded the tithes very diligently, all the tithes she's paid. They calculated it, and the church said, Take it, this is all your contribution. This, look at how much I'm contributing to the church. 
He said, hey. the leader said, hey, I have given this one to the church. I will never leave. The investment is too much. I, I will never leave. I, I will never leave the church. She changed her mind immediately. She realized that she would be a fool to leave. Because all the money I've given, it can build a church, a house. And I'm leaving after, no, 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 no. If I leave, I'm a fool. I will never leave. From that day, he said, I'm staying in the church. And she's in the church until Christ comes. <laughs> Amen. You have helped. You have done something. You have helped us to pray. When we're looking for a place, we, you, when we're taking pledges, we're taking offerings, you have helped in many ways. Now, are you now going to destroy what you have built? God, you have helped us to build. Are you going to destroy it? Are you going to destroy it? Don't, please. You have done well. You have done very, very well. But rather, don't now destroy the beautiful thing that you have been part of. We've been part of this thing for when the church was 5, 20 and over. You've been here. We've stood in the cold doing outreaches. We've done all these things. And so, and now they are offended. You are saying things that you ought not to say. Now, I will say that, you see, even if you want to, there are two types of living, even if you want to live. Two types. The Jacob type of living and then the Moses type of living. Two ways to live a church. The Jacob type and the Moses type. The Moses type. When Moses went and stayed with Jethro for some time, Jethro gave him a job. He made him look after sheep. He also gave him one of his daughters to marry. He, he treated him kindly. He was nice to him. Now when it was time for Moses to leave, Moses went and told Jethro, God has said this, 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 and Jethro released him with a blessing. And he left. Later on, when Moses had led the group of Israel out of Egypt and they were moving out and Moses was going through all sorts of crisis, it was the same Jethro who called Moses. Moses, sit here. Let me advise you how to handle your people. You see, the person that you are walking away from, you need him one day. You need him again one day. I said, you need him again one day. Don't destroy your relationship because you are leaving. Moses left in a proper way. After all, Jethro has not been wicked to me. He has been a blessing to me. If I'm leaving, let me live in the right way. It's only a cult that you cannot leave. But in, if you're leaving the church, live properly. Don't cause problems. Don't say things that you ought not to say. Don't pollute everybody around you on your way out. You make yourself an enemy of Christ. What a word. I said, what a word. Are you still here? That's the Moses type of living. Living well. Because you need your father-in-law. You need his counsel. You need him. But the Jacob type of living. He went to stay with his uncle, Laban. And uncle gave him a job. Gave him two of the daughters to marry. Not one, two. Double portion. Had children, grandchildren. By the time, at a, at a point, the employee, Jacob, was richer than the employer. He had more cattle than who had employed him. What a shock. I mean, one day, Laban got up in the early morning and Jacob was not there. He has left with the wives, with the children, with all the cattle. And Laban pursued him, followed him all the way. And when Laban met him, he said, 
You came to me. I did you good. And now look at how you have treated me. It is in my power to hate you and to curse you. You see, Laban had the power to curse Jacob. Because he helped Jacob when he was running away from his brother. And now that he has now prospered, look at the way he left the man. He, without even saying bye-bye, collected everybody else and ran away. And Jacob said that. And Laban said, I have the power to kiss you. But God has said I should not do anything to you. So just go. That's a Jacob type of living. When you're living, you live with others and you cause a lot of mayhem. Cause a lot of trouble. Like Jacob telling me. And when you do that, it can bring a curse. Can bring a curse. I was speaking to a pastor, David No. I was, preaching, I was preaching in his church last week, a few days ago. And he told me, he said, My main assistant, person that I, I was depending on, that he's going to be taking over the ministry and all that. After 31st December, watch night. He came and said, well, he's sorry he's leaving. But before he said he was leaving, he had, the day he left, other main key people also followed the same day. He didn't know that as he was ministering, going around, doing the work, the assistant pastor that he was training to take over, bringing him up, was speaking and poisoning him to all the others. So when he walked out, he said, the wife told me, every week somebody leaves, since this pastor left. Every week, somebody leaves. So just two weeks ago, the pastor who took the offering, when we finished taking the offering, he, he stood in front, took the offering, and we shared the grace. came and said, by the way, I'm just here to say bye-bye. If you don't see me again, I've left. Soon after, I said, since that pastor left, every week, somebody leaves. It's painful. The pastor was telling me, this man, how we have worked on him. We, we promoted him. We, we tried. You see, there's some things that somebody, you don't have to force people to say things that they've done for you in secret. You don't have to force them. Yeah. I don't know anybody, anybody's hearing me. Is anybody hearing me? Why should you try to tell my son? You don't know how much I suffered for you. Nobody, I don't have to tell you that. I don't have to tell you. It's not necessary. Don't make me say things that I don't have to say. I don't need to say it. Amen. Amen. I don't need to say it. I don't need to tell your Christian. Remember when your father-in-law was giving you promoted to kill you. You know how I, how I, I hid you so your father couldn't kill you. Because your father-in-law wanted to kill you one day. What a shock. That's just a joke. But I'm saying that sometimes people are forced to say what they ought not to say. Yeah. The Jacob type of living. I say it's only a cult that you can't live. But when you believe and you feel that you are living, don't destroy what has been built. Yeah. And also, make your coming back easy. Make it possible to come back. Amen. I said, make it possible to do what? To come back. Make it possible. But when you cause too much trouble, when you are going on the way, when you get to the door, you open your zip. And you move your banana, you will be in the church. And then, so if you even don't get that, you actually move your trousers and go down like that. And then, so now flies have entered the church. The whole church is smelling. You can't come back when you want to come back because everybody else, mm, something is wrong here. 
make your coming back possible. You need Jethro. I say you need Jethro. You need him. You need him. Are you there? You need him. Yeah. Even if Laban didn't treat you so well, because Laban also didn't treat Jacob so well, but he still gave him two of the daughters. Not one. Two. Gave him a job. And remember that Jacob was running away, running away, and a man gave him shelter. Give nothing. Don't, 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 don't magnify the negative over the positive. Yeah. The person has been good to you. Some of you, when you were ejected, your friend gave you a place to stay. Today you are quiet with your friend and it's like an enemy. Like an enemy to you. Because of some misunderstanding. But remember that when you didn't have anywhere to sleep, he gave you a place to sleep. To sleep. And gave you food. What a word. Ish. Wow. 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 Are we still here? Do not destroy what you have built. I said, don't destroy what you have built. Say amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Yes. Hebrews 5, 7. What does it say? Bible says, That in Jesus. That we say, during the days of his life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and in tears. And he was heard in that he feared. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you that, you see, this church, with this church we are talking about, you must see that it cost Christ his very life. Amen. I said, Christ, what? His very life. You are purchased with the blood of Jesus. So precious. So much has gone into it. So let us value the people we have. Let's value what the work has gone on. Can I have an amen? And let's value one another. Let, I'm a pastor. I'm telling you, I'm a pastor. And for me, every single person is important to me. Every single person. Every single person. Hey, when somebody leaves the church, it pains me. I don't know about you, it really pains me. I said, don't mind them, let them go. In secret, it's paining me. You say, oh God, am I such a bad man? What have I done? Why why, why are they leaving? I try to look for sheep. I try to to make room for them. Because everybody is valuable. Can I have an amen? Amen. Your contribution to this church must be that because of you, people are staying, not because of their living. Say amen. amen. Are you here or go home? Choose to be a builder and not a destroyer. Tell your neighbor, I'll be a builder. I'll not be a destroyer. No, say it again. I'll be a builder. I'll not be a destroyer. Amen. That's what God expects of you. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's a rule. You must learn it. That I am going to help to build. I'm going to contribute. Some, you know, we had somebody in the church. 
He says that I'm in another, another church, not our church. He said, as me in this church, I'll never pay my tithes. But I'll never leave the church. Hmm. What a shock. It's like, I'll not help to build the church. I'll never pay my tithes. Full of negative ideas. Now let me tell you something. There's no perfect church. And when you find a perfect church, don't join it. Because the day you join it, you are spotted because you are not perfect. You know what I'm saying? So when you find a perfect church, don't join it. Because when you join it, you are spotted the church. You are spotted the church. But God is helping us. We are getting there. It's getting better. Our preaching is getting better. Our choir is singing better. Things are going to get better and better and better and better. I tell you. Better and better. The first time I preached, I didn't understand my own preaching. But as time has gone by, my preaching is getting better and sweeter. Look, I was in secondary school when I preached the first time. I told the students that I want to, I told the leader that I want to preach because when I saw, I saw those students there, they were like devil's children. And I had a message that I prepared for one year. I said, I want to preach to them. And so one Sunday, they told me that, Yeti Saki, the guest preacher didn't come. Would you like to preach? I said, yes, I'd like to preach. So they called. They gave me 45 minutes. I said, today is the day. I said, only 45 minutes? For one year sermon, I've waited to preach. They gave me the pulpit, and I started to preach. I started to preach at them. <laughs> Not to them, at them. I blasted them. I blasted them. So don't look at me that way, which is a wizard. I blasted. It was not easy for the guys. I preach and preach and preach. The whole sermon that I prepared for one year, when I finished preaching, it was 12 minutes. Everything I would ever say, I've said it. And it was what? 12 minutes. I said, hey! Where do I go from here? So I decided to rewind. As I was saying, you are witches and wizards. As I say, you all go to hell. Oh! It was not an easy, easy issue at all. I preached. Now, when I preached the second round, the cell was eight minutes. So 12 plus eight is 20. 45 minus 20. 25, 25 extra minutes. What am I going to do? 25 extra minutes. He ate his sake. He ate his sake. You are too known. You know, I'm sitting somewhere. Look at what is happening to you. I began to sweat profusely on the stage. And the students started making noise with their shoe. I would make noise with your shoe. Make noise with your shoe. Uh-huh. That's what they started making there. In other words, Charlie, just go and sit down. The appointment is finished. Go and sit down. There's nothing to say. Hey! Then just then, the prefect got up and lifted the song up. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. That's why I say one of my favorite hymns, I tell you. Because the hymn, the hymn that saved me from shame and disgrace. But I have already been disgraced. So when he, he, he sang the song, came to the microphone, and he said, I want to thank Brother E.T. Saki for a very powerful message. You don't have to say anything. You know what I'm saying? Because I myself, I knew it was not powerful. I didn't understand what I preached. So when it, it was a Sunday evening, when he took over the microphone for me, I ran to the dormitory, 
and went to lie in my bed about 8.30 p.m. and put the pillow on my head and covered myself with blankets so that nobody, I'll, I'll fall asleep. So when the other students came, they began to laugh and laugh. They thought I was asleep. The whole night, I didn't blink and I was awake throughout. I said, look at the disgrace. You have gone to disgrace yourself. Look at what happened. Look at what has happened. They laughed, they laughed, and laughed, and laughed. The following day, on the school compound, as I'm walking, they have cartoon on the floor. He is like preaching. Oh. On the blackboard, on the school blackboard. Oh. When I entered the classroom, I saw my cartoon. Oh. I said, what is this that has happened to me? I should have sat at my corner. Look at what, look at the embarrassment and the shame. It was not easy. It was a disastrous week. We were going to the canteen to eat. As I was walking, there were two ladies walking behind me. And you, you know how you ladies behave like chickens. They're gossiping about me. My legs were just mixing as I was walking in front of them. I said, hey! It was not a simple thing at all. Hey! I could feel that they were gossiping behind me and laughing. Hmm. It was a disastrous week. After three weeks, girl, after three weeks, believe it or not, the prophet came and said, he ate his sake. This Sunday, the guest preacher wouldn't come. Would you like to preach again? Me. I should go and preach again. After I've disgraced myself and has people, I should go and preach again. You're joking. I wish I could put my fingers into his eyes. But believe it or not, I said, yes, I will preach again. Someone say, yes, I will try again. Say, yes, I will do it again. I went. This time, I learned my lesson. I was cool. I said, all of you are God's children. All of you go to heaven. I was very cool and nice. Because I had suffered enough. I was very humble. This time it was better than the first. Although I didn't cover the 45 minutes, but I think it went to about 30 minutes or so. Just not so bad. And they didn't laugh at me too much. And I got a third opportunity. And I went to preach again. And when I preached, it was better than the second one. Look, the same place where I was loved at a time came. When they announced the school, this Sunday, Yetisaki is preaching. The whole school get up begin to clap. If you keep on keeping on, one day, those who laugh at you will clap for you. I said, it's going to get better and better and better. It can only get better. Your singing will get better. Your preaching will get better. Your ministry will get better. Shout amen, somebody. Are you still here? It can only get, just stay with it. You see our best days. You see our, you see our preaching getting better and better. They will not laugh at you again. They will laugh with you and they will clap for you. By the grace of God. 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 Don't let hurts. Don't let offenses. Don't let situations make you destroy what you have joined us to build. We have come very far. We have come very far. We own our building here. Isn't that a miracle? Look at this beautiful, beautiful building. As you're moving from place to place. No, no, no setting meeting place. 
Look what God has done. And by the grace of God, we're going to build, we're going to own more buildings. More buildings. By the grace of God. More churches. I said more churches. Do you believe it? I want to tell you, your ministry will flourish. Your base days are ahead. I say your base days are ahead. God will give you many sons and daughters who will be loyal to you, loyal to the vision, loyal to Christ, who will fight together. There will never come one day, that day will never come, when I am exchanging words and blows with Bishop Clifford, that day will never come. We are holding our hands and we are fighting together and we are winning together. We are on the same side. Tell your neighbor we are on the same side. Tell we are on the same side. We will fight together and we shall win together. Come on, shout amen. amen. Do you believe it? Our birthdays are here. The birthdays of ministry are here. What you have suffered, God is about to turn situations around. You are about to see victory upon victory. Victory upon victory. I prophesy to you. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best things are ahead of you. You are about to see increase. You are about to see multiplication. You are about to see abundance. You are about to see miracles. You are about to see power. You are about to see you are about to have financial breakthrough. May God help you. May God bless you. May God stand by your side. May you be a builder with God. May you be a builder with God. For Jesus said, I will build my church. We are helping him to build his church. He didn't say, I will build your church. He didn't say, you will build. He said, I will build my church. May we join hands to Jesus and build the kingdom of God. Come on, shout amen. amen. Wherever your church is, wherever your ministry is, this it's our finest time. This is our best season. Season for us to stand together. To fight together. And to win together. Am I preaching? Are you still here? I prophesy to you. You'll be valuable in the house of God. You'll be a vessel of honor in the house of God. There's enough anointing for every vessel here. There's no power for every vessel here. May the oil be poured on your life. May the anointing make a difference in your life. May God bless you. May God use you. May you always be useful and usable. 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 May there never come a day when you are no more, you are an identity. May there never come a day when you are an outcast. May that day never come when you are irrelevant. May you always be relevant to the house of God. Be relevant to the church of God. Be relevant to the people of God. May God bless you. May God help you. May God be gracious to you. And as you, as you bury yourself in the kingdom of God, in the work of God, may God answer your secret prayers. May God give you what money cannot buy. May God surprise you. May God honor you. May God help you. May God fight your battles for you. I said, may God fight your battles for you. May God give you peace on every side. May God give you peace on every side. Peace at home. Peace in your marriage. Peace in your ministry. May God give you peace on every side. I silence every voice of the devil. 
I silence every work of the enemy. Every demonic manipulation. I rebuke it in Jesus name. I rebuke it in Jesus name. May God be your God. May he be your fortress. May he be your hiding place. May God keep you, keep you in the right path. May God keep you in the path of victory. May God keep the path of success. In Jesus name. Your ministry will never go down. Your anointing will never go down. The grace of God will never go down. May grace be multiplied into your life. May grace be multiplied into your life. May grace be multiplied into your life. In the name of Jesus. May God help you. May God bless you. Through you. May multitude come and know the Lord. As I live here. I charge you. And I prophesy to you. May many come and know Jesus Christ through you. May many lives be transformed through you. Through the ministry God has given you. May you see salvation. May you see miracles. May you see deliverance. May there be many marriages. May there be many prayers answered. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Every negative word spoken against your life, I nullify it in Jesus' name. I cancel it in Jesus' name. I declare it null and void in Jesus' name. May God pour grace upon you. May the anointing come upon you. May you be an overcomer. May you prevail. May you overcome. May you enjoy a good year, a good season. May your ministry flourish. May your ministry flourish. May God preserve you. May God preserve your life. May God preserve your children. May God preserve your home. May God preserve you as you drive on the road. You will not die in an accident. As you go and preach, you go and come back safely. You go and come back safely. You go and come back safely. I bless you. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any limitation the enemy has set for you, you will not cross this age. Your ministry will not cross this number. Your finances will stay within this border. I push down that wall now. I push down that wall now. You will not be limited again. You will not be limited again. You will not be limited again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare to you. God will use you. I said God will use you. You will be a useful tool. 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 And now. Any prayer you have prayed in secret. May God answer that prayer. This year 2019 before the end of the year may you see that prayer answered 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 in the name of Jesus I leave the blessing of God in your life in your home in your home in your school in your business may you be above May you be the, among the tops, the tops, 
in your school may you be among the tops in your workplace may you be among the tops may God open new doors for your life new opportunities for your life I bless you this evening 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 may God put his words in your mouth may you speak as the oracles of God when you speak may life change when you speak may people know Christ may you be a witness for Jesus 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 I bless you tonight I bless you tonight I bless you tonight any weakness in your life any shortcoming in your life today may the grace of God cover your shortcomings may the grace cover your weaknesses may the grace overshadow your shortcomings in Jesus name I pray for mercy I pray for mercy I pray for mercy for you any mistake you have made it will not haunt you again your mistake will not haunt you again your mistake will not haunt you again for God is opening a new day for your life I bless you I bless you I bless you I bless you in the name of Jesus father thank you thank you thank you thank you that everyone that is here tonight everyone that is here tonight we are living here with the power of the Holy Spirit we are living here with fresh anointing with fresh zeal with fresh courage to do your will and to do your work in Jesus name in Jesus name may you shine 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 in the name of Jesus thank you father for your message thank you for your blessing thank you for your goodness thank you for your favor father we say that nobody will die before their time nobody will die before their time they shall live to be testimonies of your glory if there be any sickness plaguing anybody here I tell that sickness right now I command that chronic disease to bow in the name of Jesus may God heal you may God touch you may God restore your health may God bless you beyond measure receive your blessing receive your restoration receive your healing in the name of Jesus you will do well you will do well I see angels walking all over here with passes in their hands receive your parcel 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 in the name of Jesus father thank you thank you for victorious year year of series of victories series of victories many victories many victories many victories we give you praise we give you glory in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name clap your hands and give a lot of shout
Come on! A shout of praise! A shout of praise! A shout of praise! few again. You shall not be few. God will multiply you. I said you shall not be few. God will multiply you. God will increase you. God will make you great and famous. Receive the blessing of God now. In Jesus name. Father thank you for many pastors, many leaders, many leaders rising out of this meeting, preaching your way, serving you doing your will. Thank you for your blessing. Now I pray for your children. I pray for the fruit of your womb. I pray for your children. May no child of yours become wayward. May no child of yours become stubborn and rebellious. May no child of yours stop serving God. May no child of yours turn away from God. I bless your children. 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 May your fruit of your own prosper. May they be excellent children. May they be intelligent children. May they be outstanding children. I bless the fruit of your womb. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your message. Lord, any secret prayer that your people have prayed today, let there come a manifestation of that answer. May that prayer be manifested. May that prayer be manifested. May that prayer be linked to this meeting. May that prayer be linked to this meeting. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Clap your hands and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Are you excited tonight? Are you excited tonight? The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Some of you has threatened you in your dream. He has scared you in your bed. But today, we drive out every, paralyze every demonic assignment. Against your life, we paralyze that assignment. We paralyze that assignment. We paralyze that assignment of the enemy. In Jesus' name. May you enjoy the goodness of the Lord. May you enjoy the favor of God. May you enjoy the blessing of God. May you enjoy the prosperity of God. May you enjoy what heaven gives. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you excited?